There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Got another dude! What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Dudes to the right, dudes to the left, stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude! Heisman Trophy. Bronco Nagurski Award, Ultimate Dudes. Got another dude! O-Line U, bunch of dudes. Lot of dudes. Yeah! Another dude in the house! Welcome to the Lot of Dudes podcast, presented by 4th and Dude. Season 1, Week 9. Aristotle, Galileo, Steve Adazio. Three men who were way too smart for their own good that were persecuted for their beliefs by the general public, and whose only crime, it turned out, was being way ahead of their time. BC drowned the Wahoos 41-10 to on Saturday as Coach Adazio's mile-high-powered offense and the Eagles stampeded Bronco Mendenhall's UVA squad, getting out to a 17-0 first-quarter lead and never looking back. We'll hear a first-hand account from my co-host Matt, who made the decision to take his talents down south to witness the Cavaliers flop in their first game against a real opponent. Dude or Pood and Dudius Corpus are back by popular demand. Matt, take it away. Yeah, Matt, I, I like that intro a lot, but I have to say I'm somewhat surprised and disappointed we didn't get, you know, a who's your daddy or something along oh, those lines. Oh, that was right in front of me. I, I think that was, uh, that was right in front of your nose. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, we get better every week. Uh, before we get going, I, I do want to give a special shout out to our newest slash youngest listener. Uh, the first ever baby created by two lot of dudes listeners was born on Monday. Uh, so congrats on the sex to those two as well. And I'll tell you what, when, when two lot of dudes listeners have a baby, I'll tell you what, that, that lot of dudes baby, it better be a, a listener. I'll tell you what. Well, it, it definitely will. A lot of late nights, I'm sure, are coming up and it will uh, certainly be on the background. I, I will just say that I am truly jealous uh, that the only world this guy knows so far is a world in which BC football is the best team in the country. I mean, just no better time to start a life than after the past two weeks. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can keep it rolling for him. Absolutely, Matt. Tell you what, what a game last week. Well, so, so before we get into this, I, I want to introduce a quick new segment. I'm going to call this one Bandwagon Roundup. Uh, I think this is essentially just to be a quick recap of the year we've had so far to get all of our bandwagon listeners up to speed. Uh, I think obviously after the last two weeks, we've seen there's going to be a lot of new BC fans on board. Hopefully that means a lot of new listeners, uh, you know, in time for Friday. So want to kind of let everyone know how we've gotten to this point uh, and what you've missed uh, while you were off not being good fans. Uh, so first we, we started slow. Uh, you know, it was an impossible schedule out of the gate. We had freshmen in key positions on the line, quarterback running. Uh, and yes, these are all excuses that that Daz used at the start of the year that I you know shit on him for at the time. Uh, so I feel a little, you know, embarrassed to be then putting that out as an excuse now. But here we are. Uh, since then, he had a wonderful press conference after the Virginia Tech loss where he stated it will come together and it will be beautiful. And again, since that point, it has come together. And my God, it's been beautiful. The line has gelled, led by true freshman center Ben Petrula. Uh, and it's just been stalwart of the last two weeks, which has really allowed, you know, two things. One, the run game has, has completely heated up, led by true freshman A.J. Dillon, Connecticut guy. 
He's going to win the Heisman. I'm going to say in 2019, I'm going to say his junior year, but that remains to be seen. Uh, and the second piece is that it's allowed Loeffler and Daz to, to open up the playbook and let A.B. Anthony Brown, also a true freshman, or I'm sorry, freshman, redshirt freshman, uh, one of the best freshman QBs in the country, really wow. let him do his thing. <laughs> he is, statistically, he's a top five freshman quarterback in the country, statistically, on every metric. Uh, so, so they've really allowed him to do his thing. And, and, you know, it's been a different team in the last two weeks. The question we have now is, is can we keep it rolling throughout the final four games of the, uh, the regular season? Yeah, a couple things to unpack there real quick, Matt. Uh, you said excuses. We can no longer call them excuses. That was Daz speaking the truth. Everything he said in those earlier press conferences was 100% true. We had the hardest schedule in the country. I think we actually still do. I haven't, I haven't checked the stats recently, but we've got to be in the top five, um, you know, at the very least, of, of the hardest schedule played to date. Um, we come out of that 500 which, you know, we're not necessarily 10-2, and two, right? Which, which that's the other, other piece that some of you guys might have missed. We were on the road to 10-2 and two and started the season. Didn't quite happen. You know, we had yeah, a lot that of died, injuries. That died pretty quickly. But yeah, yeah, like yeah. the third game, fourth game of the season. Um, yeah, yeah we, we had some injuries. Um, um, again, this has been, you know, just, just an absolute gauntlet that BC has played. Um, but to come out of it with, with two huge wins the past two weeks over, you know, an explosive, explosive Louisville team, and then UVA, who was, uh, you know, pretty much a ranked football team, you know, to get both of those done on the road, um, it's really looking up going forward. And, and Matt, I, I said it last week, but the sky's the limit for, for this team, not only this year, but the next four. I can't wait. I, did, I will say, I saw a stat uh, this morning, I think, that we are the only team in the Power Five that has freshmen uh, as leading passers, rushers, and receivers. So needless to say, again, there are you know nothing but great things to come. And uh, if we're seeing that even earlier than expected, that's that's just fantastic. And I think we are seeing that earlier than expected. Uh, so let's let's segue right into last week. Really, not a whole lot to say here other than wow, uh, two, second week in a row, this team is just completely shocked. I would say the entire fan base, uh, definitely all of the haters, and and you know has really made shockwaves in the in the you know college football world. It's nice to see Boston College football mentioned in the positive uh, positive light two weeks in a row. They shocked almost the entire fan base. I've seen this coming since day one, Matt. <laughs> Good point. Um, That's, sorry no, about that. But, but I'll tell you what, it, it was an enormous game, obviously. We touched on this last episode. Um, check out the Week 8 pod if you, ha- if you haven't already. Um, nice plug. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, any team can win one game. And the win over Louisville, while it was very impressive, at least from an offensive standpoint, um, you never knew what you're going to get the next week. Um, you know, they could have very easily not shown up against UVA. Um, you know, when, in fact, what they, what they actually did was, was the opposite of that. And, um, you know, they got out to that early lead, 17 to nothing, right after the first quarter, I think it was, Matt. Just that couple, sounds about right. A couple of absolute, you know, explosive, you know, huge yardage plays to, uh, you know, Kobe White and Thad, and Thad Smith, two of our playmakers. Um, and they really they, they just kept it going from there. I, I didn't have a single negative uh, thing to say about that game, Matt. Um, it was, I think we beat anyone in the country and, and everyone was saying, we want Bama. I want Bama, Matt. I don't know about you. I want Bama. I could not agree more. Uh, you know, I think, I think you look at it. We dominated from start to finish. The line dominated from start to finish. The defense dominated from start to finish. This was on every single facet of the football, every single side of the football. We were just a, uh, an absolutely explosively better team. Um, defense was completely stifling, you know, both run and pass a couple great picks. Uh, that pick six was awesome. The tiptoe interception was awesome. So I don't have much to add in the game itself. I'll get into some of the, you know, Charlottesville stuff and the fan experience in some of our, in some of our segments, but you know, it was awesome to be there in person. BC traveled pretty well. Obviously we have a lot of DC alumni who made the trip. Um, and it was just, it was just a blast to be there when, 
you know, it's always so much fun. And I think we've gotten used to, unfortunately, being firsthand for some disappointing games or sparring games. It's so fun when you can just turn the Jets off and just relax and enjoy a Saturday. Uh, I will say, unfortunately, I think there still is a little bit of battered wife syndrome. I don't know if it's just in me or if it's in the fan base as a whole, but, you know, I, I, ha- I, I didn't really feel all the way good and all the way relaxed probably until, you know, mid to late third quarter. So that's something that I probably need to work on, but it's also, you know, if they continue to show me that they're going to play like this and not blow leads, then that'll uh, make it a lot more fun and a lot more relaxing every Saturday going forward. No, I agree. I, I think we all had that similar feeling as this is going to be classic BC where they have this huge lead and they're, and they're going to blow it. But, um, and just to get into to some of the, the football, uh, you know, the tactics, uh, we, we talked about, I think it was a couple weeks ago, um, you know, BC cannot come back, right? I think you said you said that pretty explicitly. If a team goes up, you know, two scores on us, the way that, that we run the offense, we, you know, we stick to our running game and all that, we can't come back. What happens is, you know, when the shoe's on the other foot, which, you know, is, is never the case, when we get up to an early lead like we did, no one can, no one can come back from us because, right. you know, we have a pretty good defense. Well, we have a good, we have a good uh, pass defense, Right. Yeah, but our running defense is stepping up too. But well, yeah, no, I, agree I think I think statistically, at least going into that game, we had one of the worst run defenses in the country. Sure. But when you when you go up by by three scores like they did, um, you know UVA pretty much abandoned the run. Right. I mean, they started throwing the ball around. We have a legitimate pass defense. You're not going to yep. win. You're not going to win the football game. You know, trying to trying to complete you know passes down the field. Um, so so I think a that's that's huge. Right. If, if you can get out to an early lead. Against any against Florida State, obviously on Friday, um, and then you play tight defense, especially in, in the throwing game, and then you know you run it down their throats. You, you stick to the run, you, you drain clock. I think it's very difficult for teams, you know, almost as much as, as as it's hard for us to come back. It's just as difficult for our teams to come back on us, you know. So I, I think that you know being the best defense, one of the top defenses against the pass, is is, is huge there. Um, and again, the running game is, is huge for, uh, you know, when the, the clock is ticking. So, yeah, I, compl- I completely agree. I think, I think we're both on the same page. There's nothing negative to add. This was, uh, another awesome Saturday, two in a row. Uh, and obviously we have a pretty huge one coming up on, on Friday to keep the momentum rolling that we'll get into in a bit. Uh, before we do that, we're going to introduce a quick new segment here. Uh, working title is Brian's Bits. So we have brought a, uh, man on the street correspondent, as it were, to the Lotta Dudes family. Uh, so he went around Charlottesville, he came on the trip with us, went around Charlottesville, talked to some, uh, some Wahoo fans, got, uh, their insight into their program in the Saturday and, uh, you know, just, just everything in between. So we're gonna throw a few sound bites in here. Uh, so take a listen and hopefully, uh, hopefully enjoy the segment and obviously it's going to get better as we go. So expect more to come out of, uh, out of Brian's bits. And I'll tell you what, I haven't heard this segment, so I can't be held liable for anything that, that Brian says. <laughs> Fair this, is all, this is all my co-host here, but uh, no, not even me. We're gonna put it all on Brian for anything he says going forward. I think that's a fair, uh, a fair, fair rule of thumb. I am Dan, the Super Who, Hammer. I'm from Roanoke, and I'm the biggest UVA fan in the world. Fantastic. So, for all of us from up in Boston, can you, can you, from your own UVA Cavs perspective, Cavaliers perspective, what is a Wahoo? Well, actually, there's a uh, story to that. Way back in the day, we were playing Old Dominion in baseball, and uh, we were beating them bad. I mean, beating them down to the ground. And our fans started getting a little rowdy, starting to have a little too much to drink. And those Old Dominion fans said, look at those V-men over there, drinking like a bunch of damn wahoos. 
The name stuck. The name stuck. That's fantastic. That that is yep. as hell of a nickname as I've ever heard. Uh, but more to the game. What uh, what are we thinking going in the second half? We uh, we still confident? You got that last touchdown yeah. there? Yeah, we're we're still confident. Broncos gonna turn it around. We're gonna be coming back for you. All right, fair enough. Last question: How many of Bronco Mendenhall's kids' names can you name? Oh, let's see. I know one of them's named uh, Laser or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's the one thing I don't know about UVA football. <laughs> that's that's tough enough. Yeah, he, he has some tough kids' names, but yeah. they're a real football family. I they think they're, are. They're continuing to go places. So, who is your favorite famous UVA alum? Tina Fey. Tina Fey? Tina Fey. We have, we have Amy Poehler. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. kind of right there. Yeah, it, it yeah. works perfectly. I got to go with Tina Fey, too. Tina Fey. Yeah. All right. Thoughts? Yeah, Tina Fey. Yeah, right. Well, that's pretty good. All right. So what are we what are we thinking about for the second half? Confident? You got that last touchdown to, to got, end the half? We're under control. Yeah. yeah. We're smart to watch you guys lead. Fair enough. Make, fair make enough. it interesting. All right, fair okay. enough. Yeah, we're, you know, it's, about, it's all about covering. So, you know, make those second, <laughs> second half right. bets in here. Where are you from and, you know, connection to BC? You're graduating. My name is Rob Barnes. And I am the uncle of Cameron Moore, number five. Fantastic. Ah. That's great to hear. So what, uh, what would you say to anyone who, who thinks they want to be a BC fan, go to BC, what do you think is the best part about being a BC Eagle, being a BC football fan? I think being a BC fan is, uh, is an excellent uh, academic institution. Uh, I will tell you that people are very friendly uh, and very wholesome. So it's a, it's a great opportunity to learn and also bond in your community. Fair enough. <laughs> We're all fraternity brothers. Okay. We've been sitting in this exact spot on the hill for 40 years. Am I like allowed to even be like standing oh, sure, here sure, sure. you guys? Uh, first run, a, a Boston fan, in your best terms, explain to me what is a Wahoo. A Wahoo is a fish that's able to drink its, more than its own weight, and that's it. And water and, and, and here we are. Whatever. 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 against inferior opposition. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, regardless of how this game plays out, what is the one thing we have to do visiting UVA as out-of-town fans visiting? Oh, wow. Okay. You need to go to the white spot. The white spot? Yeah. And you need to be really drunk when you get there. It needs to be about one in the morning, perhaps. And you need to order a one-eyed bacon cheeseburger and a grilled whip. Gus Burger and the grills with is fried, um, it's a fried donut, donut with vanilla ice cream. With vanilla ice cream on top. It's Boom. decadent. That 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 sounds that sounds pretty good. And it, you will then realize why people don't want to live anywhere else. Period. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, before we let you get back to the game, what are your thoughts? Second half just starting up. Prediction for the rest of the game. Final score. You guys are toast. Fair enough. Any, any score prediction? Yeah. Yes. 42-24. Uh, 29-24 UVA. Right. All right, all right. So just, just a complete <laughs> lockdown effort. So <laughs> enjoy yourself now because we're not the same crappy-ass team we've always been. Fair enough. An eternal optimist. <laughs> so are we. So are we. Thanks to Brian for Brian's bits. Uh, with that, let's, that, was, let's, that, that was something. Let's, let's jump to due to the week. Hey Matt, well, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, I'm gonna steal, I'm gonna steal your family member for my dude of the week. Uh, my dude of the week is is your new nephew Thomas. Um, 
I said it earlier, you know, not a baby guy, but I'll tell you what I am. I'm a big Thomas guy. A lot of good Toms in the world. Uh, you got Tom Brady. You got, you know, your dad is named Tom. Sure um, is. So I'm not sure. Also, also a listener shout out. Not sure who the namesake is there, whether it's Tom or your dad. Also, Tommy Lee Jones is a good one. I, I think he's good actor. The, yep, very is he good the guy actor. from Men in Black? I think he is, right? Yeah, he is. Also the fugitive. Yeah, he's great. He's great in Men in Black. Um, so uh, Thomas the Tank Engine's another one I had on my list. So um, you know, you know, certainly a, a strong namesake to uphold. But you know, if I, if I know Tom, like like I think I do, I think he's uh, he's ready for the challenge. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, and I definitely love the shout out. Again, I'm sure he will be listening uh, in his first few days. So. Uh, that should be all the motivation he needs. My dude of the week, and I, I just want to mention that I'm not going to take the obvious, which is Anthony Brown. I think it was a little bit like Dylan last week where, uh, you know, I think ESPN said he was the best power five quarterback in the week, which I, I can't even fathom the last time that we've had that. As good as Murphy was, I don't know if he ever had a week where he was the best power five quarterback. Um, so he's a little bit of an obvious pick, a little bit of a popular pick, and everyone knows that we like to fade the public a little bit here. So I'm going to go my dude of the week. Uh, the entire city of Charlottesville. So it was just an awesome time all around. A really, really, really cool city. The campus was beautiful, uh, or the grounds they call it, which is very pretentious, but I kind of like that too. Um, you know, we were walking by on the way to the stadium. They had frat houses, and it was homecoming weekend, so it was a very crowded stadium, but uh, they had frat houses spilling out into the front lawn. It literally looked like something out of a movie. Uh, makes me want to really want to get rid of the ACC division so we can play down there more than once a decade. Because uh, that honestly kind of sucks that we only are gonna, you know, be able to have that trip once every whatever it is, twelve years. Um, dude, sub dude of the week is Rich from the class of '02. He's the owner of Fitzroy's, which is a bar in downtown Charlottesville. Hosted the official lot of dudes BC victory party. Uh, tons of free apps, cheap drink specials for anyone in BC gear. So just an awesome time in the city all around. Uh, wish we could get down there more often. Wish we could have spent more time down there. But highly recommend making that trip. Uh, whenever, whenever BC gets down there next time. Matt, would you say that you uh, you got your Wahoo on down there? Uh, yeah, so we got our we got our Wahoo on. We had a great time. Uh, you know, it was uh, it's always fun to uh, to get down that way. So uh, should we should we jump into Duder Poot here? Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I got I got some fire from uh, from a family member of mine. He said, "Hey, Dude of the Week is too similar to Duder Poot." And I said, tell you what, pal, we're going to we're going to keep doing the show as is. And you can. Yep. We, when we have an idea that we start with, we're going to stick to it. And if, if you need I to agree, it might make a lot of sense. But good. We're so sorry. We're, if you we're need extra to positive. Exactly. If you need to write down who's the dude of the week versus who's the dude, then maybe you need to do that. But um, I'll tell you what, that's on you, not on me. Um, Matt, I'll start out with my dude. Uh, you were talking about Charlottesville. I was obviously uh, down in uh, in Penn State country, which was phenomenal. Um, I'll tell you what my, my dude is, is having a tailgate set up with a television and with the tent and with a bunch of food and the whole nine, I had probably the best tailgate setup uh, that I've ever seen. Um, and anyone down there ha- had seen, certainly we, we had the, the, the tent and the food and the grills and, and the bloody Marys and the, and the whole nine. There was everyone, everyone was crowding around our, our tent to watch the, uh, you know, watch uh, college game day was down there. So, you know, we got there around 9am and, and had the whole setup there. It was also great. I mean, the one downside of tailgating, especially for a primetime game, is you kind of miss out on all the other, you know, college football action that day. When you have the television, it's you can just. I watched, you know, pretty much every play of that BC game. Um, so, so that was my dude. It's just that awesome time. Uh, I can't say enough good things. The game itself was was great. If you're a Penn State fan, um, but overall, just awesome experience. That's hey, Matt, my that's my dude. Quick, yep. Quick question here. Oh. Did you did you did you take part in any? Uh... 
any showers and or uh, build the statue chance to kind of drink yeah. that Penn State Kool Aid or what's yeah, going Matt, on there? Yeah, man, I think we I think we should cut that. This is uh, this is a family friendly podcast. Uh, Just we'll, say we'll cut that out probably. <laughs> um, no, I'll tell you what though, I, I can't recommend. Uh, you know, it's big time football. Not that BC isn't big time football. Yeah, you watch your mouth here. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Hey Matt, how was the how was the Grove at, at UVA or the Hill? I'll tell you Which, what, they, they they had so the Hill did not look that fun. I'll tell you why. Because we're at 41 to 10, so why are you going to want to sit there and watch it? Uh, but they did have a grove in the sense that they have a lot of trees on their campus. So oh. walking to, to campus, it was in a grove. So that's cool. 41 to 10. Oh, that's exactly what I predicted last week. Hey, man, well, you're getting pretty well, good at this. All right, all right. A little, all right. You were 31 to 10, but you are very good at this. I will, I will give you credit on that. So uh, I'm, so, I'm shocked, by the way, that you're not your dude or, and or your dude or pood. Uh, for for getting another accurate score, so yeah, good I, job on you. Your humility. Figured, That's an honorary due to the week. Humility. I figured I could slide it in elsewhere. So yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, you just did it. Good job. Yeah. Good I, job. I, I sure did, Matt. All right, Matt. What do you got? So I'll start with dude as well. It, it can be on a similar note. Uh, my dude is traveling for road games. We try to do it once a year. Our group tries to do it once a year. Uh, but it's always an awesome time, no matter where you go. Uh, rent a big house. Enjoy the local bars, tailgate scene, etc. It's always a must do, especially anytime there's a unique or rare opponent. That's why we thought, you know, UVA was such a good opportunity because we play them so rarely. Uh, but we were looking through the schedule, you know, after the game of kind of what's the next big one. And, and you know, we fortunately have a pretty uh, exciting slate, you know, over the next few years. Obviously, we have Notre Dame on the schedule, um, you know, but even a game like Missouri in Kansas City will be a fun trip. Good barbecue out there. Uh, and then there's always the staples of the Clemsons and the Florida State. So I would highly recommend doing at least one every year. Uh, getting a big group, RVing, getting a house, whatever you want to do. But uh, can't say enough good things about traveling, especially when you get an awesome destination like Charlottesville. I tuned you out just for one second. You say we're going to Missouri next. Is that Was that your next pick? Uh, well, that's in like three years. They're, go, they're playing at Kansas City. I think there's really good barbecue, home of Andy Reid. Uh, I, I don't see a lot wrong with that. It's like you just try to go to as unique a place as you possibly can. I think that's kind of the key. Like we could go to the UMass game any, any year, but that's not fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all out. I, I want to hit Clemson before I do anything. Um, but yeah. Well, there's, I said, a couple... and I said for a while, I said I don't want to go to Clemson until we're good enough to beat Clemson. Little did I oh, know that would be hey, the next time we play Clemson. Literally so. right now. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, we'll be there in two years. I guess that'll be the uh, that'll be the play then. All right. My my pood this week, and I'll try not to get emotional here. Um, my 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 pood is is BC fans that aren't me. Um, Everyone that didn't keep the faith all year long, and and it got it's it's gotten to the point where I saw an article on on one of our competitive sites that said, uh, let me find it, uh, why BC students should support our football team on Friday night. That was legitimately the, the title of the article. It wasn't satire. It was a, it was a real title. In what universe should any BC student or any BC alum living within a hundred miles of campus not be there Friday night cheering the team on? It's the red bandana game. It's we're cooking with gas. It's a winnable game. We're we're gonna win. Uh, more on that later. Um, at the end of the day, this this fan base, if you want to call it that, does not d- deserve this BC team. Everyone gave up. Everyone shit on Daz. I'm sick of it. Um, and I hate you. I just want to say I hate you so much. And Matt, yeah, and Matt, I'll tell you what, you're culpable just as, just as much as everyone else. Not as much, but you're you're pretty damn close. I'll Look, I will what. say at the end of the day, I think there's been a, a subpar product for the last three years until the last two weeks. So I, I think that, you know, obviously uh, I think everyone is welcome on back now that they're actually playing football again. You know, at the end of the day, you're asking people to spend their time and their money on a, on a, on a program that, again, for the last two and a half years was not. That was uh, building. Unfortunately not. That was building it, towards something great. And I'll tell you what, I think that 
we're, we probably have the best outlook outside of the top five teams that recruit, you know, five-star athletes every year with our current nucleus of running back, quarterback, um, wide receiver, all the freshmen that are on this team. Again, my concern, my only concern is that NASA poaches Loeffler and Daz. I know, they, I know you made that joke right. last week, but it is, but it is a, a good one, right? Concern. It's a really good one. It is a good one. It's a good one. Um, but listen, there's, there's, as of now, if you're saying, if you're still saying bad things, and people still are, people are out of, out of their mind. Um, but th- this team deserves a lot better than what we've given them. And my hope is that we start to act like real fans, um, hopefully with a win Friday night. But everyone's on probation officially, except for me and, and maybe a couple others that kept the faith. Um, why BC shoots, why BC students should support our football team on Friday night? That is ludicrous, Matt. That's my pood. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you went a little meta with that. That's all I'm, right. I'm pooed um, off. I'm pooed off. Yeah. I can, I can tell. Again, I obviously think that everyone should support BC. And I think everyone will, I think, but I also think that it's, uh, you know, realistic to say, all right, guys, hey, wake up. It's been an awesome last two weeks. You know, you need a little kick in the butt and now's the time to do it. So if that's what it takes, then I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, my pood, and, and again, I don't have much to complain about. So I'm going to the favorite of celebrities and sports writers alike, travel delays. Uh, we got delayed. The train down to Charlottesville got delayed about three hours thanks to a track fire in D.C. Uh, I appreciate all of the thoughts and prayers uh, from our listeners on Twitter, uh, the nasty messages that you guys sent to Amtrak on our behalf. Really love you guys and, and appreciate the support. Um, I will say it, it did get a little scary because we almost ran out of train beers. We planned for probably about nine hours and obviously it ended up being about ten. Uh, but we made it down with literally exactly one left among the entire group. Uh, which was which was a miracle. So uh, all is all was well, you know, in the big picture of the, of the trip. But if I had to do one food, uh, it would be it would be train delays. Oh, actually, you know what? One more that I forgot too. someone on the train, a horrible, horrible, horrible person in our car uh, kicked off just an adorable service dog made this made the really good pup have to go to another car uh, because she had allergies, which is just I mean, come on. It's a cute service dog. The, just trying to get down to Charlottesville to watch some BC football. Just just let them live. So that's that would be my other food, both train related. Uh, but again, otherwise a, a very clean weekend. So, uh, nothing but good things. I'll tell you what, a little bit of foreshadowing there as you rode the train down to Charlottesville, um, little did you know that BC was about to, and Matt, get this run train on UVA, uh, a little bit of an inappropriate joke, but day. I support it. Okay. We'll, we'll can kind of talk about that and maybe, maybe, uh, cut that out if we need we'll to, Matt. We'll take it offline. Yeah, we'll take it offline. <laughs> All right, Matt, uh, again, you didn't send over the agenda, so I'm, I'm driving blind here. Is, are we doing duteous corpus? Do you have anything? I don't have anything, but if you have it, let's let's fire let's, away. All right, let's make one up. Uh, uh, NC State. Let's talk NC State. NC State. All right, I love it. Gun to your head. What do you got on NC State? I, I still think NC State's good. I saw someone going around today. I think it was from, you know, a Notre Dame Twitter guy, which, again, obviously pissed me off. But uh, they were basically saying, you know, if you look at your wins, there's – like they beat Louisville, but Louisville I think we know is not – Maybe as good. Obviously, they've scraped by a lot of teams. We beat them. We dominated them. Uh, and then I think they beat Florida State, who stinks as, as well, right? They, yeah, they beat Florida State. So, well, uh, their wins are a little suspect, but no, at the same and, time, and, yeah, they, ex- they've done what they had to do. You're exactly right. And, and exactly, they beat Florida State, who turns out A sucks, and B, that was that was Blackman's first game. That was their freshman. True, is he a true freshman? I don't know. He's a freshman. Uh, yeah, he's so, a freshman. And it turns out he kind of stinks. That was his first. That was his first game. He he hadn't played you know single minute prior to that. He he you know they, they sort of lucked into playing him and they barely beat him right. Uh, they also you know beat Louisville right. But Louisville is honestly one of the worst teams of all time. Uh, even though they just beat Florida State. But anyway, but but their wins are not impressive. They uh, they play last week. Were they off last week? 
Yeah, Penn they might have been off. Stayed. They might have been off last they were week. Off. We, were, we yeah. were off watching football, so we're good, not going to be We're, 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 we're going to pick a, a, a bye week team. Um, but I think we also pick them every year or every uh, every week for this segment. But um, I've said it a million times. I don't I don't believe NC State. They have a big game against uh, Notre Dame on Saturday that I think they'll they'll sort of get exposed because I hate to say it, but I think Notre Dame after their performance on uh, on USC is actually a pretty good football team. Yeah, I, I really hope NC State figures it out and can put something together. I I, I, I kind of do, Dame but good. I really do. I, I really hate do, them so but much. Yeah, I, I just I want them both to lose. I want it to be a three nothing game where they both look terrible. No, I would rather NC State win and then we beat NC yeah, you're State right, you're next right, week right, and then we right. all feel good about it. So. Um, yeah, no, that's that's good duty as corpus. I guess I'm I'm what is it? Uh, I'm on recess for them. What, what, no, the, the jury is out. Yeah, the jury is out on NC State for me. But you yeah. seem to think they're guilty. Yeah. Well, I just think that we need to look at du- dude process uh, when we look at them, Matt. True. True. That's a good. Yeah, I don't really know what it means, but I think it's I think it's a good point. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, that was great. Let's get out of this segment as soon as possible here. All right. And with that, let's dive into uh, Florida State. Fun facts. Matt, what do you got? Yo, you're going to let me go first here. I feel like normally I always uh, steal yours. Uh, Matt, speaking of stealing, I'll actually go first. Please, okay. In 1999, Lavernius Coles and Peter Work were caught stealing from a department store in the Tallahassee area. They were obviously uh, Seminoles there, and they were caught stealing from, and I had this up earlier, um, but they were caught stealing, and I think this made the crime worse, from you know well-known brands such as Ralph Lauren. Um, that's my fun fact. And then, you know, obviously, you know, several years later, Jameis Winston also caught the, the, the theft bug. Yeah, I was going to say, I think. As well documented, caught the crab legs. I, I, think, <laughs> I think you could, uh, I think your fun facts could just be a rap sheet of everyone who's worn, yes. you know, garnet and gold or whatever their colors are down there. Uh, yeah, but it's good to, to put a face to the name. I didn't know that about Lavernius and, that's, and that is Peter news. there. That is news to me. Um, the only fun fact, it's really just a fact because I just had to fill out this, this answer here. Uh, I would give myself probably just a C minus if not lower on this, but uh, FSU was originally called the University of Florida and all of their football team and male students were made to go to Gainesville in 1905. So they didn't have football for 1947. So uh, that's probably why they hate the University of Florida so much because they were the original University of Florida and then University of Florida, you know, treated them like babies and said, you know, we're going to take all of your football team and that's it. It would be kind of like if BC started as Boston University, which would stink. And I would I would hate them even more than I already do. So uh, no thanks. Again, fun fact. I would say C minus, if not D plus. Matt, I didn't like yours. I didn't love mine, but I thought mine was better than yours. Yeah, you and know that's... what? And, and, and this segues nicely because I was going to say we're going to the notable alumni now. This is, I think, hands down by far the best alumni base we've had. Uh, we could fill a full football team. No questions asked. It is really strong from top to finish. So I guess that kind of makes up for the fact that they have like nothing fun about their facts. So um, and Matt and Matt, you really set the scene here, and you you really uh, you know made it seem like we're gonna have some great alumni here. I don't I didn't do a good job. Right, speak on this. for yourself, have, but okay. I didn't have enough time, so I'm, I'm hoping you can carry the load. But I just want everyone to sort of temper their expectations. Okay. So, why don't you Why don't you kick off the first pick? So with the first overall pick, I'm gonna go with Burt Reynolds. Uh, I at one point thought that he played football for Florida State. Turns out I was just getting him confused with his role as the starting quarterback in the longest yard. Funny how Hollywood can can blend into real life like that. Um, full disclosure, we just did a, a full take in which Matt discussed Burt Reynolds' prowess at Florida State that he's now going to cut out, but I want the record Yeah, there's about that. five minutes on the cutting room floor where we debated whether or not he actually played football. Turns out he did not, uh, but he was good in the longest yard. He has a phenomenal mustache, just probably an all-time uh, you know, macho Hollywood guy, whatever you want to call it. So, 
Uh, Burt Reynolds is, a, is my is my lead off uh, is my point guard, so to speak. Was he anything else? Because I feel like longest yard is just a bunch of washed up. Burt Reynolds. In, no, first of all, was he Duke's okay. Duke's a hazard? Two, two things is here. It? Two things here. There are two longest yards. The original was a very oh. famous movie. You're thinking the Adam Sandler one. Well, I guess you are too. Burt Reynolds did also appear in, but it was a remake. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. I don't have the, the filmography, but he's won like a bunch of awards. Nominated for seven Golden Globes, won twice of them. Uh, Boogie Nights, Riverboat, Deliverance, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. I mean, come on. list goes on and on. And an all-time mustache. Absolute all-time mustache. All right. In my two's hole, I'm going to go with J.D. Wait Drew, a second. Wait actually... a second. Wait a second. What's that? He played Florida State. He played halfback at Florida State. Matt, I just need you to get your story straight and stick he with it. He played halfback at Florida State, and that's that. He 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 roomed with Lee Corso. What's going on here? J.D. Oh, sh- I actually remember that on college game he that lived, he came he, out at one point. All right. So, yeah, you're right. So, you're all right. right. I, I I, we got to figure out what we need to cut. It's going to be ugly. That's going to be an ugly. Uh, do, do we go with take one or take two or, or combine them? I don't know. Matt, with my two hole, I'm going to go with J.D. Drew, who a former Red Sox. Probably shouldn't be in the two hole for anything, but I'll tell you what. He was part of two separate instances of back-to-back-to-back-to-back home runs. That is a very, very true and very, very, very awesome fun fact. And it's only happened, I think, five times total in the entire history of the world. Um, You know, the well-known one, at least for us, is, um, you know, the Manny, Drew, Lowell, and Veritek. That was awesome. Home home run uh, uh, against the Yanks. Which was which was obviously great, but he did it six months previous with the Dodgers, with you know Jeff Kent and a bunch of those folks. Um, so JD Drew, Florida State alum, uh, two hole. So uh, my three hole, Matt. Uh, shout out to Adi. I'm going to go with Scott Stapp, who is the lead singer of Creed. It said former lead singer of Creed on Wikipedia. Do they move on from him? I don't subscribe to that. I, I think that he's will and always will be is and always will be the lead singer of Creed. Um, if you know anything about me whatsoever, you know that I'm, I'm a bit of a karaoke and or jukebox aficionado. Um, shout out to the Squire Barn Inn at Chatham, Massachusetts. Uh, I, I put wa- arms wide open on that jukebox, I think, for three hours straight, much to the delight. You know what I do, actually? I, uh, I put arms wide open and photographed by Nickelback back to back, and everyone loves it. Not actually, everyone everyone hates it. Everyone actually gets really mad about it. But uh, Scott Stapp, Florida State Seminole. Uh, unfortunately, that's that's a great get for that. Okay. I wish he was a BC guy. That, but that was what it that is. was talking Creed. Uh, my four, I'm gonna go with uh, keep it in the music family, and they have a lot of good options to choose from here. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Ryan Key, the lead singer from Yellow Card. If we're being completely honest, oh yeah, if, wow, I didn't see that. If we're being completely honest, he does not belong anywhere near the top six alumni of florida state Ooh, uh, hard disagree yeah we, well i'm gonna get into my notable uh my notable omissions here and i think we're uh, we're all gonna see kind of where i'm coming from but for the sake ocean, of ocean ocean Avenue, no i agree it's, it's sorry, an all-time sorry, song this is yours. you go ahead it's you an all-time ahead. song you know he he was the soundtrack of uh of middle school for most of us so definitely deserves a little shout out there so put him on the list my Ocean Avenue, let me cut you please. off. Ocean Avenue was very much, as you said, the soundtrack of, of middle school and, and very much into my adult life. Uh, it's probably the, the number one song on my emo playlist. Uh, check me out on Spotify. Um, can't say enough good things about that song. They also do a great rendition, Matt, of Michelle Branch's Everywhere uh, that I True. really recommend. True. Very good one. Yep. Okay. Good. And that was talking yellow card after talking Creed. Uh, number five. Again, you're, you're kind of twisting my arm here because you're not really picking the ones that I, I wanted uh, you to pick. Uh, 
So again, someone who does not actually belong in the top six alumni, but I'm going to throw him out there anyway. Eric Stolhansky, better known as Rabbit from Super Troopers, uh, soon to be in Super Troopers 2. So uh, great film, great, great character. Rabbit from Super Troopers is my five pick, which, you know, for the best alumni base we've had, it's, it's almost like we're, we're, uh, there's too many good options to choose from. So this is probably the least valuable top six that we've ever done based on the actual alumni base. But, you know, whatever, we're going to go with it. Man, I have probably the worst six of all time, and you're going to get visibly upset here. Uh, my number six is Paul Azinger, who is a... Uh, I, have no problem. A, uh, I have no problem with you, that. You go with that? I mean, he's, right, he's, great, he's yeah. an all-time golfer. I have no problem with that. He wasn't real. I don't know if he even won a major, but he's a golfer, um, you know, current, you know, pretty good broadcaster, whatever. Um, the reason I picked him is he actually, he's an avid foosball player um, to the point that when he travels, he will only stay in hotels that have a foosball table on campus there. So, I'll tell you what, that's a, um, there's that's something a, you learned about man, Paul Azinger. That's a man after my heart. Uh, people don't know this about me, but I am an incredible foosball player. I will challenge anybody, anytime. No spinning, obviously, because we play by real man rules. Uh, but I will take anybody on, and I have, I have full confidence that I'll come out victorious. I'm, I, well, listen, we're going to talk about this forever if, if I say this, but no, are you serious about no spinning? That's a joke okay. if that's I mean, a real rule. Read the rule rules, That's buddy. the whole point. No, you know that's what? Grow up. Point. Grow up grow up what do you what do you still you know pour sugar on top of your cereal grow up that's just not how the real world works spinning is officially not allowed in foosball and if you do that you're you're mentally weak and you're physically weak uh and you don't have good enough risk action to, to so score. you're not a soccer guy i'm a soccer guy the, the whole act of spinning is the the essentially the same as just you know getting some power behind your shot when you like, when you when you, you can't get, do you do a full flip if you want to go upper 90, yeah, sometimes I do, man. <laughs> if you want to go upper 90, then yeah, you have to you have to get some power behind your shot. That's a fact. I think that's absurd. All right, well, the good news is that this podcast will hopefully help us corner the uh, 12 to 15-year-old demo uh, because I'm talking to a middle schooler here with his foosball habits, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stop that here so we don't keep going. I do want to just touch on some of the notable missions because it was a really, really, really good list that we left, left off. Uh, a couple of the big names started off. Richard Simmons and Jim Morrison both went to Florida State. We did not talk about them. Uh, Faye Dunaway, who, of course, was part of the La La Land Best Picture uh, debacle. Again, shout out to Audi. Uh, what do I, who else do I have here? Uh, oh, Max Bretos, who's on ESPN. Uh, again, bringing it back to soccer. Uh, I don't love him. But he he's was kind of a fake. He's a fake soccer buddy, guy. He ran, he ran Fox Soccer Channel, like, single-handedly. He reported, he announced, and he was the color analyst for, like, five straight years getting Fox Soccer Channel off the ground. So that guy will always have a special place in my he's, heart. He's also he was talking to Taylor Twelman and Taylor Twelman pretty much shoved him in a locker. Oh, well, that's because Taylor that. Twelman's after that is, is just yeah. a, is just the is just the best of all time. Yeah, that's true. But after that, the U.S. lost the other night, which we, we touched on I think two episodes ago. Taylor Twelman absolutely shoved him in a locker. I love that. So that's not a good one, man. Well, that's why uh, he's, ha- that's why he's not on my list. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Fine. These are Fair these enough. are the people that are that I that I left on the cutting room floor and just a couple other ones. Uh, Jose Baez, who represented Casey Anthony, which was the OJ of our generation. Also, Aaron Hernandez. Uh, Cheryl Hines, Larry's wife in Kirby. No, Hernandez, Hernandez went to Florida. No, no, no. Jose Baez represented Aaron Hernandez in his, like, three I, murder charges. I know. I, I know what you're saying, but I was clarifying Thank for you. the audience. Because people would say that in the comments. That's I'll true. We, that. we have a brand to uphold. Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, and they have two more. I, who is that, by the way? I saw. I know he's famous. I don't know for what. He's, like, fear and loathing Las Vegas. He's probably a little more artsy for me, again, why he didn't make my list. Um, they, the other thing that I found fascinating, they had multiple supporting actresses from Keenan and Kel. That has to be the only school that, that can claim that. Uh, and then they have two more astronauts. I don't know what it is about AC school, ACC schools other than BC, but they just pump out astronauts. It's like a NASA factory. Uh, so whatever, whatever we're doing in our, in our space program at Boston college is, is wrong. And we should take a blueprint from our fellow ACC schools. The space program, 
also doesn't exist. Yeah, well, it's um, not good. It's not good. <laughs> All right. So next up, we got the tailgate rankings, right? That's Matt, that's, that, abso- that that's absolutely right. You want to kick it off? Yeah, I, I I'll tell you what, and, and this just feels like the right number to me. Um, Twenty-eight point seven. I like it. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Uh, so 30, 30 I, I want to give it 30 out of 30. I originally did, but that's kind of reserved for like a national championship type feel, or at least like a, you know, uh, you have to be undefeated. 30, 30, right? 30 is borderly impossible. But, 30 needs to be the last week of the season, Saturday night, number one versus number two, both undefeated. Right. Uh, I can't sure. even imagine what a 30 is, but yeah, keep going. There's got to be all sorts of implications there. We're not at that point. We are at, you know, kind of a, uh, for any school that's not in contention in the national championship, we're sort of in that tier where, this is a, a program, I don't want to say program, season-defining and potentially program-defining. Nah, I, I really can't say it, even though I said it, Matt. It's a huge game. Um, there's a ton on the line. It's Friday night primetime. Uh, it's obviously, you know, first and foremost, the red bandana game. Can't say enough good things about that, obviously. Um, but the fact that this is a competitive game, that it's a winnable game, and that would it would put us on the road to 5-4, and four, um, which is just, you know, it, we're going to go 8-4 this year. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, I, I think that, you know, I, I think it's, a, it's just a perfect storm of, uh, of, of everything. So I'm going to give it 28.7, and I think that's that's pretty much the correct number. Yeah, I have no issue with that. Um, you know, I'm not going to go and say this is the biggest home game we've had, you know, in a decade because FSU is not great. And, again, as well as we're playing, our record is not great. We're not ranked anything like it's that. It's still FSU, pal. No, I agree. But, it, but it, it was, you know, it's not the biggest, but it's not far from the, from the biggest because we're playing really well, and that's the first time we've been playing really well in a long time. Um, it is going to be football weather, low 50s and clear, which is awesome. Friday Night Lights, night games are obviously special. Red Bandana, obviously. Uh, like we talked about earlier, you know, the team really deserves this to be a packed house, and I, I think I expect it to be. Um, but the only, it better yeah, be. the only downsides I have here, you know, A is Friday night, so it does make it very hard for people who are working. Uh, you know, if you're coming from anywhere outside of greater Boston, part of the reason that we're not going, unfortunately. Um, and it's, again, not a normal FSU team while they are still FSU and their fans to be there. It's not, you know, a top five FSU. So we're still going to go very high. Uh, a little lower than you, but I'm going to go 26.3. I'm very disappointed to not be there. Um, but, you know, this, this, is, this is still probably going to end up being the highest uh, score that we have all year. I'm not sure what we did for Notre Dame. It's possible we were higher for Notre Dame, but who knows? We don't do our research. No, we, we, we certainly don't. And there's, there's no I in team. There's no, you can't look back. you got to look forward. It's one game at a time here, Matt. Um, what I will say is – this is a game that a lot of people two weeks ago had counted out having any sort sure. of yeah, 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 whatsoever. Right. And the, fa- the fact that it does um, it is huge. So uh, really looking forward to see how it plays out. I think we won by a million. But more, hey, more don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Yeah, so so we'll jump into the football talk. So we are three point. I think the current number is three. Um, but that could be completely different by the time we release this because it's been moving like crazy all week. Uh, currently three-point underdogs, which, you know, I think, to be honest, is a little bit of a – um, you know, name or, or kind of program uh, program legacy line. You know, I think that if this was just two random teams, you didn't know who they were. I don't know that we'd be three point underdogs for the way we're playing well, and the way Florida State is, but it's still cr- Florida cr- State. Correct me if I'm Boston wrong, here, Matt. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't it start out at nine points. Uh, not that I, I never saw that. I might have saw it yeah, around so, six or seven, but yeah, it started out at nine, and it's just it, it's crazy. This has to be some sort of record with. The, the amount of money that has been placed on BC, which, right, because, which never because, happened, because, moved it the line down. Because big money and smart um, money look past, you know, hey, this is Florida State. Hey, they have national championships. Hey, this is Boston College. And Boston College has sucked over the past three years. So, you know, they're actually seeing the way we're playing and the way they're playing and think that this should be a much closer game, which I think we obviously all anticipate, um, you know, more so in favor to the BC side of things. Florida State has the 
101st best offense, so our defense should be able to handle that pretty easily. Um, this is like a weird stat. Their yardage on the offensive and defensive side of the ball is weirdly identical. Like, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, specifically, in the air, they average 209 yards a game. They give up 206, only a three-yardage difference there. On the ground, they average 146 and give up 144. So only a two-yard difference there. So they're totally very, very balanced, balanced football team. I, I guess, right? Like when we call it that, every game they just play is like literally dead even down to you know the style of play. Very, very, very weird stat. I've never seen one uh, quite like that before, but I uh, thought it was noteworthy. They gave up 31 points to Louisville, which, to be honest, isn't a horrible defensive performance against a team like Louisville. Um, obviously, you know we feel good about our defense, and we gave up 42. Uh, but people say we're, we're the hardest offense to game plan against. At least Bronco Mendenhall said that. So, uh, you know, we could be explosive everywhere. I will say, and I think we've said this all year, our biggest goal needs to just be to stop the big plays. Florida State, as, as you know, down as they are right now, they still have some tremendous athletes on that team that can run, that can, uh, you know, really fly over the field. So we, we need to just limit those explosive plays. If we get them in a situation where they actually have to have long, sustained drives in order to score on us in order to beat us, I really like our chances. Uh, if we even like we played against Vot Tech, give up those few, you know, just big and, and even like we played positively against Virginia, give up those few 80 yard touchdown passes just because they got some, you know, flyer against a linebacker. Uh, that's where I think we'll get into a little bit of trouble, but hopefully we can, uh, you know, bend, not break and, and, and avoid those and uh, be in good shape. Yeah, I mean, I think you said a lot of correct things there. So, yeah, you're right. They allowed 31 points to uh, to Louisville, which is better than we did. Um, but they still allowed 7.1 yards per carry. And I get it, they have Lamar Jackson, but we have A.J. Dillon, pal, right? Heisman, so, Heisman um, Trophy. Absolutely. I think the more telling stat, uh, as far as last week goes, is they only scored 28 points on what I would call one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, to, to only put up 28 when we put up 45, you never want to be losing to BC in that category. Uh, I think that's very telling. I don't, I'm not scared of this offense. I think that BC has a much better defense, obviously, than Louisville. Um, I think we can hold them in the teens, at least, and more on that in a second. Um, but I, I, honestly, I, I think as as long as, or really, I mean, I think a lot comes down to if Landry's healthy. Uh, sure, Landry's yeah, we, healthy, need, we need a healthy Landry. That's there's no question. He can there. he can make Blackman's life miserable. He can, and he does that, right? If there's a quarterback that's undermatched, Landry's known for just taking over that game and making him, you know, kind of spill his wrath all night long. I think if Landry can do that, if our secondary can can defend against the pass and our linebackers defend against the run, that's really all it is. It's a recipe for success right there. So um, I think that it's a pretty good matchup, all things considered. Um, I think we're just cooking with gas right now, and, and all Daz and Loeffler and Reed have to do is just keep it going. Um, my official prediction, I know I said BC was going to win by a million. That was uh, an exaggeration, Matt. I think it will be low scoring because uh, I do think they have you know pretty good defense. They have – his name Derwin, Derwin James, who's the most overrated player, at least preseason he was. I think he's no longer on anyone's radar. But, um, you know, I, I just I don't think they're a good football team this year. And I'll tell you what else is interesting, Matt. I think that Coach Adazio goes from being on the hot seat to, uh, to sort of leaving a, a, a hurricane of hot seats in his path. Everyone's saying everyone's calling for uh, Petrino's job. People are talking. People are saying Bronco Mendenhall. Right, fired. overrated. It's, right, it's hilarious. Is Jimbo next, Matt? Jimbo, Jimbo could be next. He had that. He had that yelling, yelling match with a uh, with a fan uh, last week. So certainly could be uh, could be hotter BC, for him. Absolutely. So I'll tell you, I got seventeen fourteen BC. I think it's going to be a classic. Um, I'm going to be wrong on this, I, I, but I just I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, but I think that 
no one knows what's going to happen on Friday. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a little bit weird, a little bit of a role reversal. I'm going to kind of take your uh, your shoes here. I really just think that we are a far superior team. Like I said earlier, I think that if this was a blind resume, it would be, you know, we'd be, you know, five or six point favorites. I think we're uh, playing such better football than them right now. We've been so red hot over the last two weeks, you know, and there's really nothing to say like, hey, we just figured something out. Um it's it's we we figure something out there's just no other way to say it than we're getting lucky or anything like that uh this is a much better team than what we saw Florida State's not that good I think we go out and we win pretty handily the whole time I have 27 to 13 I think if you know if uh, clearly we showed that our offense could put up as many points as Louisville's so I don't see you know any reason why we can't have a similar score to what Louisville put up last week which I think was 31 so. Matt I like that score my only concern in all this I'll, I'll keep this quick maybe Louisville and UVA both stink Right. And we don't know how good we are yet. And I know we're, we're eight games into the year, so we, we need to figure that out. But I'm just until we play someone like Florida State that has awesome athletes and has good coaching, I'm tentative to to crown the Eagles just yet. Uh, and I could say that because I've been a fan all along, much unlike everyone else that is listening right now and everyone that is associated with BC. But I think this this game on Friday is is just enormous to to figure out where we fit in uh, to to the ACC. No, I, I completely and agree. This could be, I mean, honestly, this could be a changing of the ACC guard. At least, you know, maybe not Clemson, but uh, the rest of the way. So this is this is pretty huge. I'm really excited. I do feel good about it, uh, despite my battered wife syndrome. And, he, and we can go up, you know, twenty seven nothing, and I'll still be a little bit concerned on Friday night. So uh, it is what it is. I think, uh, but we do have a lot to look forward to, and and this is a good time to be a BC fan. Uh, with all that said, I think that wraps up another great episode here. Follow us on Twitter and now on Instagram, uh, on Instagram at fourth and dude. So we'll post some pictures, some videos from, uh, you know, kind of our game watches. We have definitely some good content from Charlottesville up there right now and, and should definitely add to that. Uh, see everyone at Dewey's on Friday night. They're doing free beer for an hour before kickoff this week. We know a few of our listeners. That's uh, dangerous. Yeah, it is. It is. It is pretty dangerous, but we're going to have some fun with it. Uh, we know a few of our listeners have enjoyed it uh, over the past few weeks, so we love to hear that. Uh, let's just keep the good times rolling and go Eagles. It's always a great day to be a dude. It's